Earners, what's going on? Listen, EYLU is relaunching, revamping, retooling. That's right, we're creating a new educational experience that's more expansive. Shari, tell me what we got. Yes, 2023. We got a lot in store, a lot planned for you guys. So you know that EYLU already includes monthly financial planning calls with me, book club calls with Troy, real estate calls with MG the Mortgage Guy, access to the home buying blueprint, volume one and volume two. Part of the revamp will include 27 local chapters from across the United States, live interactive teaching, hands-on, not just pre-recorded videos, plus 15 brand new curriculums. The biggest just got bigger. Head over to EYLUniversity.com. That's E-Y-L-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y.com. See you there. Earners, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content. Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no ads, no data selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30 day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome back. Market yes. Mondays. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yeah, a lot to talk about. A lot going on. And we levels, got a man. very special guest today. So, very, um, very timely guest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. We're not going to waste too much time. We're going to get into it. Uh, but uh, first and foremost... Big, big episode of Earn Your Leisure this week. My guy, Brandon Rule, one of the biggest real estate developers in the game right now. This Legend. is back to the 
earn your leisure blueprint of providing yes. information from people that's you know really doing it in the field um so this is one of those episodes man if you want if you're interested in learning about affordable housing mm-hmm. development how to develop affordable housing units how to do real estate development at a very high level 100 million dollar mm-hmm. projects this is one of the ones man tomorrow one o'clock eastern standard time and then uh shout out to my boy t grizzly assets over liabilities tonight yeah Yo, and Wednesday. Um, so that was a dope. This is a dope thing because we that's dope. That we haven't spoke about before the gaming industry. So you know, he yeah, he, he, he made millions of dollars from playing video games on Twitch. So he talked about that, and um, you know, that's a, a billion dollar industry. You can talk about video games worldwide. So um, you know, he's one of these people that reinvented himself and still does music. But yeah. like I said, became a, a millionaire for the second time, um, playing video games and yeah. built a community online. GTA, right? Yeah. yeah, he was doing GTA. Yeah, it's an interesting story. I use a server for people to just watch. If you've ever played GTA, you understand it's a world in itself. Uh, so when we were talking about artificial intelligence, when we were talking about virtual reality, if you play GTA, this is nothing new to you. Um, yeah. So this story is unique, man. But just this is just like one of those power uh, stories of the pandemic where you at home, you got to figure out something to do, and the suggestion turns into something that becomes a million ideas. So shout out to Grizzly. What up, though? Shout out to the whole Detroit great. Up. Yeah. incredible and shout out to be rule again like that that's a, a the first one was a legendary episode that we did in dc that was one of them legendary days we did three episodes in like six hours and this one again he comes back and, and he's actually added to the portfolio he's using government programming um we actually spoke about him uh in some heavy rooms so shout out to be rule and don't forget get your tickets to market mondays live in ghana yeah, yeah. december 27th we are fastly approaching that day that's going to be an epic situation and um this saturday art basel we will be invading the full market mondays ian has uh, a show with chase in the morning on saturday he'll give the information for that make sure you pull up pull up to that um it's going to be a vibe and then um we have our activation united masters and earn your leisure collaboration sponsored by allies earn, earn your masters saturday afternoon um so saturday afternoon we back you know, Come we on. Basel. every every year we do our Basel and we tear it apart, man. We had DJ Khaled, we had Ian before, we had Sean before, we had yeah. Timberland before, we had Pusha T perform, we had Just Blaze DJ, we had Manny Fresh DJ. It's, it's a legendary situation and it's free. It's a free situation, it's a free vibe. You just got an RSVP. So this year, you want to tell them? This year, uh-uh, you gonna tell them? we will be speaking to drum roll. No, drum roll. I saw you, Ian. You had it right. I mean, we got we got a lot of, <laughs> we got a lot of people. We got a lot of education and a lot of panels. But we uh, earn your leisure. We'll be having a conversation with our good friend and the best storyteller in hip hop and the most oh, viral man. The algorithm right himself. now, the out Mr. Algorithm, Joey Crack. Fat Joe will be in the building, man. Mr. Algorithm, he's breaking the internet every Joe. day. You know, um, you know, the rebrand is amazing. I never throw crack in my life. They, they're not true. <laughs> they're not true. I wasn't a terrorist either. Jobs in Miami, two thousand. When you <laughs> you know, love the rebrand, they didn't have to build a jail to the to the sky. Nah, if I, I if the shit in my my rhymes are real, yo, Mr. Algorithm, that the guy is. Pretty remarkable. He's a ta- he's a once in a lifetime talent. Yeah, for sure. Super Can't talent. deny it. Super yes. talent. Twenty seven years later, and he's still trending. Like he trends at any time he says something, he goes he goes viral. So, Fat Joe, like I said, 
it's one thing like we actually have the privilege of having these conversations with him personally. So yeah, I would highly suggest that you get there because to to be in the room, I'm sure he's going to be charged up. Art Basel, Miami. I'm sure it's going to be some legendary stories told and a lot of good information too because he's a very smart dude. Very smart. He's, he's, he's he's been able to reinvent himself. He has a bunch of businesses and he has a lot of lessons, life lessons that he can share as well from yeah. tax issues to a variety of different things. So. Joe yeah. Crack will be in the building. You see, he was just talking about the hip hop union, which was dope. That was an interesting conversation. Long overdue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Joey and, Crack. And if you're a content creator, please be there for this reason. I think him, 50. Who else is on that greatest storytellers of all time? Uh, it's on it's a few of them, no matter where they go, they can tell a story, a story by drinking water, and it would be the most amazing thing ever. Like, if you want to learn from one of the greatest to like how to build a story arc. Please be there. Miami gonna be a vibe. I cannot wait. Nah, it's gonna be it's gonna be lit. So yeah, just RSVP. Link in our bio uh, on the website. RSVP to the Art Basel event. Like I said, it, it's free, but um, you know, just get there early. RSVP. Um, and we going I think we get on stage at like six o'clock, something like yeah, that. Around the six o'clock. Around the six o'clock hour. So um. Man. What time I need to be there? That's my only. Thing. <laughs> uh, you know, anytime you come in, you know, it's gonna be the belly walkthrough. Don't worry, you good. Yeah, door. we got the back door. Entrance, Shout out to Walla. Walla said he want to link up. Walla will probably be there. Okay. Shout out to the team. Yeah. So um. So yeah, man. Uh, make sure y'all y'all tap in this weekend. And once again, shout out to Ally. Shout out to United Masters, and we're gonna have some fun. Yeah. So all right. Um, Ian. One last shout out. One last shout out. And we'd be remiss if we didn't. I want to shout out everybody over at the Wharton Business School. We had the privilege to to speak uh, to some alumni, some students, and uh, some really some really impressive people. Shout out to Evan Turner. Shout out to Andre Iguodala. Two impressive dudes. Um, yeah. It was a pleasure and an honor. Shout out to Aaliyah, who I know was instrumental in putting it together. And shout out to Jamil um, from my hometown, who was like, yo, it's, I can get to these guys. I know them. He actually grew up uh, in our neighborhood. So that was like one of those bucket list moments that you got to just check off and really basking it like yo that really happened we actually spoke there so that was dope yeah shout out to warden um warden's the number one business school in the world university of pennsylvania ivy league um and uh yeah we got a chance to to speak at warden um school of business so thank you next stop harvard yep and then oxford overdue it's true and we will be overdue we will be doing the hbcu tour at at some point so all you um Spellman Clark, love y'all. Jackson yeah, State. Yeah, yeah. Love oh no, we got something special. We got something special. 2024. We got something special that we'll announce okay. shortly. Don't worry, we got y'all. For sure. Yeah. They, oh, and shout out to the AKAs also for honoring yes. us and good the good folks of New York for giving us a day. New York State. Appreciate That's it. Fair. Yep. Proclamation papers look fire. Appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you want to be a star and have your own day. Oh man. Hey. You gotta and listen, unity. This is my this is my little message. I've been making my little United Nations runs. We need each other. For all of y'all who, who choosing the, the beef route, it ain't working. Inflation gonna eat up all the beef. Yeah, I see you, man. I, I seen you. Shout out to you. Let's shout out to you. Thank Guest you. appearance again on the Boy Button Show. You did a hell of a job yeah. up there. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> you know, trying to look, hey flip, you gotta stop. All that I, I'm gonna like to eat well. No, nah, I may take the head off. Stop. You my guy. <laughs> Pop the top pause. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey, I had my man looking like Carl Winslow. I said, Oh no. Yeah, Winslow. He's going to get the surgery though. He probably he in Turkey, I think. So turkey. oh you the turkey route. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um Ian, any announcements? 
Yeah, stock club call will be, I don't know, maybe Saturday at three, maybe Wednesday. I don't know. Um, I'm ready for Miami. I'm in Miami vibes, but probably Saturday at 3 p.m. We'll do the call. Uh, get your tickets, RSVP to Advancing Black Wealth with J.P. Morgan Chase, myself and Karan Butler. That will be at 11 a.m. Then, of course, in the evening, head over to United Masters, Troy Rashad, Joey Crack. You got to get a new acronym. Uh, <laughs> Fat, Fat Joe will be in the building, right? Um what else? Uh, tune into the Patreon with me, Joe Ishmael, Melissa, Corey. Appreciate y'all. Tune into my interview with uh, me, Roy, and Maul. And for all y'all like internet trolls, me and Joe are still cool, even though I went over Roy and Maul. If I made you some money, put yes in chat. United Nations tour. Oh, see, I yeah. saw so some, some of the commentary about that. Yes, sir. A man of the people, Ian. Leather jacket returns <laughs> one week. <laughs> yes, sir, Ski. Yeah. Disclaimer. Let's do it. Y'all know how this works. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is a message brought to you by the good brothers at Earn Your Leisure and the good brother, Ian Dunlap, the master investor himself. Yes. Please do the research, share the research execute on the research give credit when you find out that it's a great research yeah. shout out to everybody that's making money shout i can tell you all a good time this weekend shout out to terrence state <laughs> yeah shout out to terrence. um congratulations they just got engaged so um congratulations to them for sure so all right uh, who you think it'd be next me or you <laughs> <laughs> the people want to know, wanna know. You never know we want a one for shoddy a two for ian who's next i want to see who's who next is. who's next you never know so all right so let's let's, let's get into this <laughs> let's get into this before we before we bring our guests on um so uh charlie munger rest in peace rest to charlie peace. munger rest in peace. Who passed away um long time partner of warren buffett so um in light of passing of charlie munger what are some five lessons that you've learned and adopted from him um, number one, to be extremely honest in a world of deception, uh, regardless of what you thought about Charlie, he was always incredibly honest in his approach approach on investing life and business. Number two, um, this one I took to heart. The big money is in waiting, not in the buying and selling. We'll talk about it tonight. As much fear has been reported all year. S&P is up 20% for the year almost. The NASDAQ has won five weeks in a row there's no big crash coming the, the economy is having a tough time but the longer you hold your positions the better number three um spend a little bit of time being wiser than you were the previous day this is why i always preach the reading learning soaking up information because you want to try to push to be one percent better every day and over time you'll be able to pass up a lot of your competition um the first hundred thousand that you make is going to be the hardest and it's going to be a bitch. But once you get to, to that hundred thousand and deploy it, life will get a lot smoother. That is very true. And a great business at a fair price is much better than a fair business at a great price. Buy the best companies on earth, buy them at a great price, hold them for a long term and you'll be good. You can argue almost Charlie may have been better than Warren at investing. And he helped shapes Warren philosophy on buy businesses so i want to say rest in peace to charlie that that was i mean i know he was 99 but it was like it's always tough when the legend dies mm -hmm. um singing prayers to warren because i mean this has been his buddy forever i can only imagine the pain that he's going through 
Um, so rest in peace to Charlie. But what what about you two? What are like some great lessons you've taken from Charlie? I got five. I got five. So I know you're gonna do the lessons. So I put my five favorite quotes, and they kind of okay. like life lessons in themselves. So my first one was, uh, to get what you want, you have to deserve what you want. That's a word. Not man. yet crazy enough place to reward a whole bunch of undeserving people. So this is kind of like the powerful. powerful yeah, I mean, it's the premise of what we do, right? Like when we say everything's earned, like, yeah, everything that you see is deserved, right? Because we've earned it, mm -hmm. we've worked hard and the, the world will reward you as such. Uh, so that was a dope one to me. Uh, I got remember that reputation and integrity are your most valuable assets and can be lost in a heartbeat. Number three might be my favorite. Um, and you, you'll probably love this, this one too. Mimicking the herd invites regression to the mean, merely average performance. Right. So like, hey. right. The person that is creative and the person that's always originating, they stand out. Whereas the person who's copying and continuously trying to imitate, all they're doing is making themselves more and more average. Average. That was a dope one. This one was dope too. invest in a business. Any fool can run. Right. So most people like how do what, what should I invest in a business? Any fool can run because someday a fool will. That's a great <laughs> point. If it won't stand a little mismanagement, it's not a great business. Uh, and the last one, and this is like a life lesson for sure, those who keep learning will keep rising in life. And so shout out to everybody that's here tonight. You know, those are words to live by, right? Every time we get to learn, every time we get more information, we get to share it. That helps us grow as people, that helps us grow yeah. our level of intelligence, but it helps us spread information that probably people hadn't heard or definitely hadn't heard in a way that was being expressed. So keep learning so you can shed more information to help everybody grow. Yeah, the biggest thing, that, the most insightful thing that I, I've ever heard him say was um, never sell something that you wouldn't buy. And um, that's a great one. Yeah, it is. And it, is, it speaks to a, a lack of code of ethics from a, a variety of different people. And um, yeah, if you internalize that, if you really think about that, you 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 if uh, you might not fully understand it it just on face value but if you think about it that's like one of life's golden rules yeah. never sell something that you wouldn't buy right and that's something that i think um you know when you're trying to make a dollar if you're trying to you know cheat your customers it's going to come back to you eventually yeah. um so if 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 the product isn't good enough for you to buy then why would you sell it to somebody else? It's a great point. And we would have avoided some scandals uh, throughout these last four or five years if people would have stood on that. 2024 is going to be real interesting. It's going to be the year of explosion. Shout out to all my numerology people, astrology people, and Mercury retrograde is coming up in a couple of weeks. Get your affairs in order. 444. Get your fits in order. 444 four, four, four album. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> Legendary. I know. <laughs> happy mm. birthday to Hove. Shout out to Blue Pill. Um, <laughs> yeah, shout out. Happy, happy birthday to Hove. Oh, happy birthday to, yeah, to Hove. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so before we bring Chris on, how do you think this will this will affect um Berkshire Hathaway? Or will I don't think it will. will yeah, I don't think it uh, will affect it at all. I think they've done a great job of succession planning. If one passes, that would be another thing. But I think the succession plan is great. But when you lose the icon like that, it does have an impact on culture. Um, I think overall, they've run that business so well and they have a, such a great team in place. I'm not too much worried about the 
valuation of the business. What I'm worried about is it was with his passing and then whenever Warren passes, I hope that's not for another 15 years. Um, we may not have anyone that is incredibly honest about the state of affairs in the country and in investing. So those are my two biggest concerns um, with potentially of his passing. But yeah, but the I stock could be fine. The stock could be the shareholders are great. The companies are great. They'll be fine. Yeah. And if you look at the what they're invested in, I mean, you're talking about 40% of the company has made its wealth in Apple, which we yep. can see is, you know, the has the largest market cap in American history. So, I mean, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's 99 years old. Warren's 90, I think, 93. So yeah. I'm sure the succession plan has been in place uh, for years. For a while. And I'm sure that they're, even now with this passing, this is like, okay, now we have to make sure that the succession plan is revisited and tightened to a point that we can now sustain um the dominance that they've had over the past what, 60 years 60 years yeah. of investment that's incredible yeah to my folks on Omaha, if y'all need some help holla has your boy how many times you know we know a few people <laughs> myself included bitcoin i remember there was some guy that came on the show who said bitcoin at twenty thousand. now it's at forty-two thousand. at some point do he deserve some flowers or something i know i normally send the flowers out but is this time for me to receive some in or no? Can I get my Venus at the flat? You know what I mean? Not the twelve ninety nine ones. Nah, we ain't doing nah, the, one, the ones that last for a year. Yeah, for sure. For Shout sure. out to the floor. For sure. Shout well, out to the floor. We definitely um, we got <laughs> to talk about crypto. We got to talk yes. about Bitcoin. Um, so yeah, we have a we have a guest that we actually about to bring on. So let's do it if we can. Can we bring him on? Because there he is. Chris, what's Legend up, my himself, dude? What's happening? The one and only Chris Lyons. How are you doing, sir? Man, it's an honor. What's going on? Okay. All right. So, 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 yeah. I want to give the proper intro. Um, Chris is somebody like Joyce said we've been running to for a while. So, all right, A sixteen Z. Um, that is one of the top venture capital firms in the world. In the world. Uh, and Chris is the head of their crypto department. And before that, he actually started the Culture Leadership Fund, CLF, yeah. um, CLF, um, which that's, those are our people. We do so much stuff with them. Shout out to Megan and Judine and the whole yeah. team over at CLF. But that was um, Chris's actually brainchild. He started it up. Now he's running the, the um, crypto side. And um, yeah, he's like a rock star in this situation. <laughs> yeah. and, pretty much. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I got, I got, I got a great team around me, man. Just the the whole A16Z fam. The, you know, it's just been been really great just to kind of see uh, the entire industry continue to evolve too. <laughs> yeah. So um, the yeah. rock stars always give the team credit. That's a, a key <laughs> note you guys have to pick up. Yep. True champion. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True champion for sure. For sure. So. Um, but yeah, so um, this is somebody that obviously is extremely qualified to speak on the space and um, somebody that, you know, has invested in so many different startup companies and, you know, just an expert when it comes to, you know, startup investing, uh, Web3, um, you know, crypto, all of this stuff, AI, everything like that. So this is extremely timely conversation being that Bitcoin um, hit a 20 month high. And crypto's on the rise. So, um, yeah, it's, it's perfect timing. So, first and foremost, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. 
Always, always, always. You already know we like to we like to deliver the uh, all the good stuff. So you know, and I think that especially with what you guys talk about and how we think about the space, both you know, whenever we're on stage together, but also you know, behind the scenes, just really talking about how we can advance um, not only just the industry in general, but allow people to have more access to the information. So you know, that's that's always the most important part to me, and you know, that's what I based my whole career on. And you know, we want to continue to keep on making that happen. And he had one of the most impactful panels at InvestFest. So this is true. Yeah. Oh, man. Right. That was, it's true. That was that. We needed a bigger room. <laughs> <laughs> Next year. Next year. That is also Next true. Next year. <laughs> so so let me ask you this. Um, let's start off with, you know, Bitcoin. $42,000. Uh, I posted it today that um, people are calling for it to potentially hit 100000 next year. That's, there's been talks of $100,000 for a long time now. Mm -hmm. it, it's never actually reached that. What usually happens is that, you know, it has these type of runs and it pulls back. Then it goes up, then it pulls back. Then it goes up, then it pulls back. Um, so, okay. Now the, the Bitcoin halving is happening in May. There's talks of the um, approval of the of the Bitcoin ETF mm -hmm. from settlement in the space. So people are, you know, very enthusiastic. So what's your take on Bitcoin currently and where do you see it, it going in 2024? Yeah, well, look, I think first and foremost, um, you know, we're at a, an amazing time in the industry, just where we get a chance to actually be a part of these conversations and see what's going on. I mean, if you think back to, you know, even when Bitcoin first started, uh, you know, these weren't even discussions that were happening. So I think that now that people continue to start to understand the importance of what crypto is, and how it's the most empowering technology that we've got a chance to see so far. Um, it's, it's, it's extremely exciting, you know, uh, on top of that, like if you just even take a, a broader step about crypto in general, you know, we get, a, we finally get a chance to take control of our money and, you know, even from a, a cultural perspective, opt out of the rat race and take control, you know, of all the things that are happening in our lives. I mean, decentralization is, is, is here to stay. Um, and I think that now we're, we're starting to see, just more people understand the dynamics of, of owning your own situations, whether it's, you know, being able to take control of your currency, you know, think for, on the creator side, having people understand what the value of, you know, uh, having on-chain royalties and, and being able to not just have to use centralized systems. Um, and Bitcoin is always leading the way with that. And so, you know, again, like, None of this is financial advice because, you know, it's it's all over the place in terms of where it's going to go. But just from the technology in general, you know, I think that um, not only just as a firm uh, within our crypto team, we are extremely bullish. I mean, we have we have uh, we're the, you know, have a over seven billion dollars worth of management that we and a, and a whole team, you know, over 100 people of us wake up every single day really thinking about how we can help evangelize the future of the industry. Um, I think that there's a lot of opportunities that are starting to see, especially like if you think about what's happening to the regulatory race, you know, our firm has yeah. been really proactive about, you know, trying to figure out how to do things the right way. Um, and you see what happens when people are trying to cut shortcuts and, you know, that's why they're getting in trouble right now. But, you know, shout out to Coinbase specifically for what they've done in terms of really playing the long game. And now you're starting to see a lot of the benefits start to happen there. Um, you know, look, I think that like, We've been we've been going back and forth for so many times around, you know, even if you just think about the current system and how, 
like from you know trying to get a home and a mortgage like we have to you know work work nine to five then save a little bit of money then get into then put in uh you know money to actually then go and put in a down payment and then have a you know these high interest rates like the system has never been you know, on our side but now like you get a chance to actually take control and have ownership um for us like one of the things that we think about which is really important is this 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 theory and i think we talked about this when we were at dinner it's like a three-part series like you know the the why we call it web three is because there's three different there's been three eras of the internet the first one is just like you know when the browser actually first came out and your ability to have you know to be able to read data on the internet so then you think about things like yahoo uh you know aol instant messenger like just the beginning origins of the ecosystem and then you know you think about part two which is the ability to not only just read but also write on top of it and so that's kind of like web 2.0 where you saw companies like instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest and all these these platforms that we still use today um, that have really started to take off and you know kind of transformed the the ability for communication and and connections. But the the funny thing is is that it, what we don't realize that it's always still always been a part of a centralized ecosystem. So at any point. You know, Kanye's had to deal with this many times. There's other uh, Donald Trump had <laughs> so many people where they just want to press the button and your account's automatically gone. You lose all your followers. You, you, the company shuts down. Now all the work that you put into in terms of, um, you know, working towards these centralized systems have now kind of taken place and now it's it's completely gone. And so, you know, that's that's some people don't realize it, but you know, you're working within these constrained environments. But also, you think about like on the music side, like. You know, companies like Spotify or or YouTube, where you know the amount of the royalties that they take, they give the creators versus um, you know that they actually keep on their end. It, it, it's it's uneven systems, right? And so now we kind of get a chance to go into this version of, of what we call you know Web three, uh, which is a decentralized ecosystem for where for the first time you actually now get a chance to own your own data, own your followers, own your create uh you know ecosystems and chains have a self-custodial wallet so that you know banks can't co take your money out and and you can actually kind of manage all of your own personal economies and so this is really uh the the, the jump start that we've been waiting for and you know we've been working we've been investing very deeply into the space and a lot of it has been on the infrastructure side um you know in terms of helping build the foundation for the next generation of crypto and i think that you know now and we we talked about this too like we're 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 really close and i think that our team is excited about this next wave that that's going to be happening where you're going to not only just see infrastructure and tokens and um, you know, even NFTs and all these things continue to to evolve, but you're got you're gonna start to see real applications being built, you know, like the web three of Uber, the web three of, of Instagram or Pinterest and and you know the, the true application layer. And and for us, that's that's where a lot of the sweet sauce is and we're really excited about the future there. So when we talk about oh, you want to go ahead. Go ahead. Trouble. Yeah, when we talk about regulation, right? When people hear regulation, a lot of times they think government, right? And so if we're yeah. talking about a space that's decentralized, it's like, how do you balance those two things, right? Because even in, in America, we feel it, it feels like SEC is involved. They're going to figure out a way to tax this. They're going to figure out a way to put their hands on it. We can see the large financial firms getting involved. But then we talk to people overseas and it's a whole different conversation. And you can feel the use case is there. 
right? They mm-hmm. understand like this could be the global currency. How how are you navigating that? Yeah, well, look, I think that you know one of the like specifically like with Bitcoin, like it has an opportunity, um, you know, to present a, a viable alternative outcome that actually can address you know situations like inflation. Um, you know, and it was, and which is a huge issue which we're dealing with right now. And so, rather than just saying, "Oh, okay, well, if the if the U.S. economies continue to to inflate, then I'm going to take my money and move it to euros, or move it to dollar, um, or move it to yen, or other international currencies," actually, you have an opportunity now with crypto to be a strong alternative asset um, and 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 a an an option that is accessible to anyone. I mean, the one thing about uh, Web3 which and, and how we're seeing the world, which makes it so interesting, is that anybody can have opportunities just to create a Coinbase account or, you know, uh, create a MetaMask account or, or download a, or build a ledger and now, you know, connect into this ecosystem where it's open access and open opportunities. And so for us, you know, we want to make sure, one, um, on the regulatory side to kind of continue to not only educate, but inform how the, the viewpoints and where the industry is going and, and allow people to understand that there's actually more benefits towards actually towards, you know, having Web3 and having crypto and having, you know, not just looking at NFTs as securities, but real assets that can actually that, you know, anybody across any industry, whether it's, you know, take putting your home and instead of selling it, you know, through a compass, you could actually, or, or a, you know, traditional real estate website. Now you can turn that into an NFT. Now you can actually find and have the, 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 the ownership layers go across time. Uh, and so for us, like, we want to make sure to, to emphasize the benefits of, of the industry while also educating, um, you know, because there's always these mysticisms and, oh, this is going to be bad or, oh, I'll lose all my money or this is a scam. And that's that. And, and that's true across every single industry. But for us uh, and how we see the, the, the future of the space, we really want to make sure um, to, to provide uh, even level playing field in terms of the information, but even more so like not over promising and under delivering, but creating a, a source of truth you know, where bad actors need to be punished. And also let's continue to keep pushing the industry forward. I think that we're this, and like I said, at the very beginning, like we're at a very interesting state where for the first time you get a chance to be in the middle of a transition of going from a centralized ecosystem to now also having a decentralized, um, you know, opportunity as well too. And that's, that's what gets us fired up. Uh, On the investment side, as far as your team, how long are you guys looking to hold Bitcoin as an investment and a follow up to that is when you first start working at Andreessen for those who aspire to work for a venture capital firm like Andreessen, um, how did you make your way in? Well, I'll, I'll, st- I'll start off on the latter piece because I think that that's also, you know, an important thing just to kind of break down. And for me, I actually originally started off in the music industry. Um, I was a music producer and engineer. I got a chance to uh, start my career actually at um, Jermaine Dupri's studio at South um, Southside Records, Southside Studios with, um, and so shout out to him and the whole Soso Def alumni. Uh, and so that was the first part. And then from there, I always love this intersection of what I like to call like tech uh, culture and innovation. And so, you know, I was in high school, I was the first kid that had the sidekick or when it came to having, you know, mobile ringtone. And so I always had this idea around where ways in which we could kind of, 
build the future of technology, but also kind of keep it cool at the same time. And so that ended up once the iPhone, first iPhone came out, I, I saw that as a breakthrough technology where anybody could actually take their ideas and their thoughts and turn them into a thing. And so that I, I got super inspired, ended up teaching myself how to code and moved out to Silicon Valley where I started working um, on my startup, which was a restaurant technology um, application. So that any restaurant, regardless of their background, could have their menus on smartphones and tablets with high quality photos of each individual dish. And so when I was out there, that's when I understood the network. And so and it's got a chance to build, meet great people, like including Ben Horowitz, including Felicia, including the whole A16C team, and, and more so understand how the real game worked. And so, and one thing I would always inspi inspire anybody that wants to get into technologies and or whether they're getting into venture capital is, is actually just to start figuring out ways in which you can start off you know, building on a small scale. So back then it was, you had to move to Silicon Valley in order to actually get into the ecosystem here. And now you have ecosystems in New York in Austin, Texas, and down here in Miami and yeah. Um, yeah. All, all, all around the world. And even more so you, you can just, if you have a great post or you have good insights and you post them on Twitter, or you post them on, you know, other social networks or even Instagram where like when, what you guys are doing is you're creating the the information and, and actually putting yourself as your own individual thought leader. And so I think that first thing is really understanding the ecosystem. A lot of people want to immediately think that, oh, I can go start a startup and go right back into the space. But really what I've seen is often most successful is kind of jump starting into and maybe working at a company, whether it's, you know, a early stage startup or um, a company that, you know, has raised like a series B or series C round where now you can get into the game and start to understand how the world works because, you know, you can't just come in and just say, okay, I'm going to be in venture. I mean, it sounds like a good idea, but it's an extremely hard industry. Yeah. And, and, and when it comes to the returns only, you know, it, we, we kind of call it adverse selection where the best entrepreneurs are going to work with the best venture capitalists, second best entrepreneurs, second venture capitalists, and it kind of goes down the tier from there. So you want to always try to position yourself to be the best. And so even if you do want to start your own fund, I always think about, you know, this idea, which we kind of call the idea maze, which is how has your entire life got you to your career, to this point in your career where you know better that, than anybody else about this specific industry. And so for me, like, because I started off in the music industry, because I started a startup and then be having a chance to, be, you know, work at Andreessen as chief of staff, I got a chance to see kind of the lay of the land and how the, the, the VC industry worked and then said, okay, well, based off of how, where there's potential holes in the, in, in, in the market and where there's opportunity, that's when I founded the Cultural Leadership Fund, where I brought the world's greatest athletes, entertainers, musicians, executives, all under one investment vehicle. And with me being the only brother in the room, I thought it was also important to make sure that we could, and it, knowing that the next generation of wealth is happening within the technology industry and more of us need to have a seat at that table, wanted to make sure to create the fun, first fund in the history of Silicon Valley to have 100% black LPs so that now we could have this idea called shared genius where founders might be geniuses at what they're building, you know, the next Mark Zuckerberg, the next, you name it, but then also getting a chance to build work with the greatest cultural leaders who also who equally have um, insights in terms of not only how they can help improve the product uh, or have, you know, okay, what if you added this into the business behind the scenes, but also helping it scale and getting yeah. a chance to have access at the earliest stages too. So, you know, you're not just getting access to the snap investment one round before the IPO, 
or investing into Coinbase once it goes public. But, you know, having that chance to really build and grow with the businesses, because you think about the Serena Williams of the world, the Kevin Durant's like, yeah, and to one degree, they might be, you know, athletes and superstar athletes, but really they're entrepreneurs and they're business people and they think about the world differently and having diff all these different touch points and getting that opportunity to really kind of connect across both worlds and and lead with influence and have that shared genius i think that that's uh, something that i saw was extremely valuable and that was in 2015 2016 and you fast forward to the to today you know so many people have created their own funds um, you know, the, the, we're having conversations like this and it's not just, you know, shelved into the technology section, but these are mainstream conversations that we're having on a day to day basis. And so, you know, the first step is just, you know, leaning in and, and you can read, you can read about the spaces, you can write blog posts, but you can, the beauty of this is that it's an open playing field and you can get in whenever you want. So let me ask you this, as far as, um, the, uh, crypto conversation, you guys obviously hold a lot of Bitcoin. I think you said $7 billion in Bitcoin, right? Well, our fund, our fund itself is we have $7 billion under management currently. For, for the whole mm -hmm. crypto, for, in the crypto. Exactly. And then we, are, then we use that money to basically invest into the world's best companies along the space. So, all right, you guys are, you guys are very bullish on Bitcoin. Um, how, I'll follow up with Ian's question because I think you might have... Um, forgot that part but how long do you plan on holding bitcoin and what other cryptocurrencies are you guys interested in or invested in or like what's your thoughts on the cryptocurrency space for other coins xrp ethereum outside of you know the big boy which is uh bitcoin look i think that when you think about just the future of tokens you know you one of the things that we're extremely excited about so you have these things uh, Without getting too technical, there's layer ones, which are kind of like many supercomputers that are built into the Internet. So those are kind of like the Ethereum's of the world, the Bitcoins, the Solana's, the um, you, you name it. Those are the, the, the core ecosystems. Right. But then one of the things that what we're seeing continue to emerge and where we, we're very excited in exploring is these what we call like L2 ecosystems. So they're built off of the ethereum blockchain and then you have you know companies like polygon or optimism or businesses like that where now they're building their own ecos they're building their own technologies that are going to continue that you can build off of so if you're a developer you can build off of optimism you can build off of polygon you can build off of um you know base which is a, a company that that uh product in l2 that coinbase recently just did uh, in partnership with optimism and so that gives you the ability now to have um, to, to leverage these layer ones, but more so create uh, new businesses that then can help scale the underlying infrastructure. And so these are businesses that we're always excited about and constantly seeing more and more of them involved. Another one that that we um, that I worked really closely with was a company called ApeCoin, uh, Yuga Labs, and then they uh, launched an ApeCoin. That's a layer two ecosystem. And so within that, you know, they have now you can actually if you wanted to buy merch uh, from the from a from Yuga or the Board Apes or from CryptoPunks or you name it, instead of you just spending U.S. dollars or you spending um, Ethereum, now you can actually use their own currency. And I think that's that's extremely exciting because now you're going to start to see these 
interoperable layer, these interoperable uh, economies that are going to start to come off where traditionally in a, you know, uh, dollar, uh, you know, currency situation, it's only based off of U.S. dollars. So at some point there could be an EYL token. And now if you want to go to the next EYL show or the next conference, the only way in order to purchase that is with your own economy. And so, and these are things that, that are extremely exciting because this is where the future of, of, of Web3 evolves, but it's super important for us to continually making it as easy as possible. Because I know this is a super technical discussion in terms of like where the possibilities are, but once it actually gets to what I kind of call the application layer um, and, you know, a quote unquote hiding the wires where you might not, in the next couple of years, you're going to be using crypto and not even knowing that you're actually, you know, interacting with the blockchain. I mean, a good example that we talked about was kind of, you know, how the, uh, the history of, of um, the GPS system, right? Like when you use GPS, you don't think, oh, I'm about to interact with this GPS technology. You're like, yo, I need to figure out how to get to the nearest Starbucks or I'm trying yeah. to go to the club tonight. Like, I, how, how, how do I get how do I get there? But there's actually a whole technology platform. It actually was uh, co-founded by a black woman as well, too. So um, back in the day. And so that was that has created a whole new companies. I mean, without GPS technology, there would be no Uber. There would be no Lyft. There would be you know, so many platforms and companies that have built off of this underlying technology and you didn't even know it, right? Same thing with uh, email, like the, the SMPT um, is a actual protocol. Like email is really a protocol similar to the, a lot of these protocols that are in Web3. And, you know, that was, it, it was super, super complex for anybody to actually be able to use this. So by building a simple system like a Gmail that, you know, can actually remove a lot of the infrastructure and a lot of the wires and allow you just to interact on a daily basis, that gives you the ability to to create brand new technologies. And so now when you think about, you know, the next generation of crypto or Web3 and having these layer two applications, that it's very similar to thinking about that as the, the um, as the kind of GPS of 3.0, right? And so people were gonna to start to build these new platforms that you know the next social network will be able to allow you to take your users and only have one login and be able to go from this platform to this platform and still be able to migrate all your data and have everything controlled on your personal keys. And I think that that's really where the next generation is going to move forward and, and where we're super excited about um, investing into the next big company in the space. Chris, so if the next generation is going to move forward in that action, we need to be a part of it. I, I always compare uh, cryptocurrency to the, the aircraft that is taking off and we can't, yep. <laughs> we can't get left at the gate. But if no, we, not, we can't do it. We, we can't cannot, do it. Yeah, we got to have our boarding pass to this, right? So, Absolutely. I, so one of the things, the barriers that people face is, number one, trust, yep. security, and yep. lack of education around the space. And so, yes, a, a lot of this conversation is a bit technical. So if somebody is just getting introduced to the space, they're watching it now because they've seen it. Ian called it at 20, right? It was going to go down to 20. Now it's at 41. Yeah. Imagine people are saying, I don't want to get left out. I'm going to invest. Yeah. Where should people be getting their source of information, right? Because there is no textbook on this. I know we've had this conversation before where, yes, you studied a lot. Where are we going? Are we reading white papers, which is like telling what's mm -hmm. happening? Inside? What are we doing to get the information? Where should we go? 
Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer of, of, you know, one, you can go to a16zcrypto.com. Um, I'm fortunate enough to work with the greatest minds in all of the crypto industry. And so we have, you know, daily blog posts and quotes and content. And you go on our Twitter website, like our team is only delivers the facts uh, and, and always wants to kind of deliver where the future of the spaces are going. So I would highly encourage you just to go to a16zcrypto.com and, you know, stay up to speed in terms of, you know, we have so much content that if you end up reading all that information and, and you know, it like the back of your hand and you're tired of reading it, you can please, please email me and for an, a job application because we would love to have you because that the, the, the amount of technical and, you know, professional resources there is extremely important. Um, my partner, uh, Chris Dixon, he's also launching a book that's going to be out next year, which is it's titled read, write, own. And a lot of it actually kind of goes after what you just said is that there's so much information. And we actually heard this when we would, you know, go up to the Hill in DC and they'd be like, well, what book should I read to get educated, to learn about the history of the space? Um, and so like, he actually is, has a book that's going to be coming out early next year and you can actually pre-register it right now on Amazon and we'll make sure that you get a copy and maybe we can even f figure out a way to do something special with, uh, you know, with the EYL group and in terms of making sure that we can kind of do some sort of promotion. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anna, come on, let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, but that's all, you know, Chris is literally one of the pioneers in the space and, and, and he's going to really deliver some great information. And, and so I'd highly encourage you guys to check out that book when it comes out. But the, the most fun thing for me personally um, is actually just to go try and buy it. Like go try and buy Bitcoin, go try to like, you know, mint an NFT and because it's really hard. It's, it, it sounds hard at first and it's because most people have never done it before. And yeah. then, so like, you know, once you buy $50 worth of Bitcoin or mint one NFT, then all of a sudden you just naturally start gravitating it and watching it a little bit more. And then you'd be like, Oh wow, my $50 went to 75. What happened? And then you might click on a news link and then you'll see, you know, that the ETF, you know, is getting closer or something just happened in the regulatory space or there was new technology, um, you know, breakthrough that happened. And a lot of people say they don't understand crypto, but have also never even tried to get into the actual application. It's like saying basketball is hard and I never even dribbled a ball before. Right. And so the best way to actually get interested and get in, in, into the space is to actually try it. And if you don't know how to do it, I mean, the easiest way to buy crypto right now, you know, make sure that you have two-factor authentication so that you keep everything stored and safe and put your money in a vault. They have a digital vault that allows you to, you have to have multiple passwords and keys in order for anybody to actually take it out. And so, you know, and then they also have great info um, in news articles that they constantly post on their website um, uh, as well. And so these are just like little simple things, but you know, once you get in down the rabbit hole, it's kind of like the matrix, like you want to take the red pill or the blue pill. But once you realize that, oh, wow, this is a much different and better alternative than what the current ecosystem has been doing, it's kind of hard to go back. If this is my first time investing in Bitcoin for the general audience, how long should they hold Bitcoin? I got to get this question answered tonight. For <laughs> They're going to kill me well, if I don't get the answer. No, no, no. I think it's a great question. Like, I think you have to understand what you're doing, right? This isn't like a, uh, 
get rich quick scheme. Like where I think a lot of people think that you're just going to automatically become a millionaire if I buy one Bitcoin, right? Like this is a long game. I mean, I think that even if you think about the evolution of the internet to get to where it is today, it took 30 years in order for it to be consumerized for people to start interacting on a daily basis. Right. And so, um, and same thing with AI, AI has, has, has taken over 60 years to get to its point where now everything's moving right now. And so it's still a long game and I would look at it, you know, again, not no financial advice at all, but like, you know, you, it, it's, it's not something that you can just go and just, you know, flip upside down. And so I, I would say, like, I would look at this as just a percentage of your portfolio percentage of, you know, how you're doing all your investing with everything. It, it's, there's always a level of risk to it, but I'm, when we think about investing just in general, like, or just investing in, I'm always someone that always believes to play the long game. And so, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I think that, and, and I've seen like all my, all my crypto group chats just came out of, of nowhere today and I haven't seen anybody post nothing in six months. And so, you know, now everybody's everybody, talking, right? Yes. Everyone's super excited now. Yeah. Now, now everybody's coming back like, Oh, well, what, what, what should I do? What should I do? But the people who played the long game aren't, aren't necessarily worrying about that. And so I, I really do think that um, you have to look at it as an asset. It's like you trying to think, am I going to flip my house in one day? Like if I just bought it, I'm going to flip it in six weeks. Like, you could do that, but like, I mean, unless you were in Miami in 2020 <laughs> and go ahead and trying to flip it and not even moved in, like, you know, it's, it's better just to sit down and enjoy the game. Yeah. Cause it's not going anywhere. So, um, yeah, I want to talk about, you had said something. I want to just kind of revisit it. Cause when we were at Lavo that time, you just, you, you brought up that conversation of how, it all works together and that's when it's really gonna you know take off when you brought up that gps situation where you were saying like you know a, a app like uber um people don't realize there's a lot of different you know applications that's in that right it's the gps which you had mentioned it's the payment processing system that has to exactly. be put in place. that's it it's the wi-fi it's the smartphone device nobody's looking at it like separate. They're all looking at it. It's just all comes together seamlessly. So right now mm. you know, they're looking at, you know, the NFTs and crypto and, you know, artificial intelligence and a variety of different things as like separate. So when do you, you saying like, you know, it's not really going to take off until all of that is so seamless. Like you said, you don't even realize that you're spending crypto. You don't even realize that this is AI. You don't even realize that, you know, this is mm. NFT. So when, when is, when do you think that that will, will all come together so seamlessly and we'll the just be yeah. <laughs> we need all the infinity stones when is it gonna happen no 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 i i i think that it's a it's a great question and you know i i we, we see people slowly starting to dabble in between both spaces i think that like you're, you're seeing the infrastructure like for ai the infrastructure took 60 plus years just to get to this point right now you're starting to see consumer application layers start to layer on top of that and you're seeing companies like Midjourney and Eleven Labs and so many different companies that are now building consumerized products that are impacting everyday people and allowing life to be much, much simpler and much convenient. And, you know, I think that you're going to see the next generation of, you know, AI doctors that can help, you know, re help people all around the world just by having you know, large language models and access to information across so many different sources, or, you know, anybody can have their own 
uh, you know, professional tutor that has ultimate empathy that can help you go through while well, instead of you having to spend thousands of dollars for a tutor, or even if you live in a, in a community that doesn't have those resources, that ability to now have the world's access to information is really right in front of us right now. Same thing with the future of music, it's the future of art, like not using these tools to, to get rid of them, but actually using them to make your life easier and actually apply to it. Um, a lot of people kind of go into this this idea specifically within AI and saying, oh, well, it's going to eat all the jobs. Um, and what happens if it does that? But like this is actually a new model and a new program that we've never seen before. And so like it's hard. It's very easy to say what jobs are going to be lost. Um, but it's a lot harder to think about what jobs are going to be created. Right. Yeah. And I think it's going to create a whole new wave of jobs and opportunities that we didn't even know existed. A great example is like, you know, when the car first came out, before the car came out, there was no idea for ever making a drive through or a McDonald's, right? And so like now that the car came, you could actually build a drive through because you build a drive through now you can create a drive through experience and drive through restaurant and then create all these new type of things that came in front of it. And so that was, a, but the, without the car, you wouldn't have had all those other businesses that started to create. And nobody would have thought that a building a business like a McDonald's or whatever, like, and now you fast forward to, you know, AI and you're having that same type of opportunity where you, where there's going to be millions of new jobs that are going to be created and new opportunities, but it's still unclear in terms of what those are going to be. But we, if you follow the history of where the industry has gone, you know, it's only going to be up and to the right. And that's the same thing that we're seeing within the crypto space too. I mean, within the last bull run, it was super exciting to see the amount of um, physical uh, artists to also explore a digital medium um, or the physical musicians that now said, well, look, I want to have zero to one authentic experiences with my audience. Like, and I want to know exactly who I'm working with and, and who is listening to my music and Spotify is not giving me this information. So I'm going to go and, and use uh, web three and use crypto rails because now I can work directly with those people and get monetized over the period of different times within that space. Right. And so you're seeing, um, people's understanding around the industry become more and more. And, you know, the whole, the Holy grail, like what, what you just mentioned is when you can actually have, you know, a consumer AI product that also knows how to integrate web three technology. And with the, with the pinnacle being right here, where you don't necessarily have to know all the crypto and all the technological lingo in order to really help make this happen. Even like mid journey, like, Midjourney is a beautiful app and it's and it's amazing, but you have to know how to use Discord. You have to know how to use all these super simple experiences. But that's the reason why ChatGPT was the fastest company in the history. I think it took five days, five days to get to one million users because all you have to do is just go in and type and say, "How do I make this this um, you know what type of workout should I do in order to lose ten pounds?" Rather than you going out and having to scour the internet. It takes all that data and brings it right there for you. All you have to do is a simple text prompt. And so when you're having that type of that opportunity, that's also going to happen within the crypto space. I think it's going to be extremely exciting. And, you know, from for I recommend all founders, if you're looking to build a, a startup, like between whether it's crypto, whether it's AI, I mean, there's so many different industries, but where we see a, a ton of momentum and, and where we want to help encourage the next generation of, of, of builders. I mean, that's those are two huge industries that 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 get me fired up every day and i also use every day as well too chris when, when you when you were the 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 chief of staff at a16z and you were 
creating criteria to find which companies to invest in. I wonder if you're now using those same characteristics, the same traits, when you're trying to find crypto projects and crypto brands to invest in. Is it, do there are the similarities? Are there some differences when you're presenting it to the team to say, all right, this is the next thing is they have this type of technology. What's that process like for you? Yeah, well, I think like the, the the number one thing that we look for is just like having an earned secret and, you know, being able to actually build the product from the beginning to the end. Right. Uh, and so, you know, what is it that you believe that nobody else believes in? Because and then do you have the courage to actually go and build it? Um, you know, I learned that that was that's core to our DNA from our investment thesis and, and, and having good ideas that look like bad ideas and having this contrarian mindset in terms of how you see the world, because ultimately, like this entire world, whether it's the the camcorder that you're looking at, you're looking into right now or the chair that you're sitting at or the restaurant that you go to tonight, it's all based off of somebody's viewpoint and how they see the world and what needs to actually be created. And so. I think that if you think about, you know, having to one, do the work in terms of figuring, like understand, okay, well, this is the technology that is that is currently being built. And then two, going back and saying, okay, well, this founder sees the world this way. And if you actually did it correctly, how would that help change the industry from a whole? I think it's really kind of bridging a lot of those core ideas to, um, to really help go and make it happen. I mean, you have to go after big businesses. I mean, especially with how we see the world within our firm is that, you know, we want to, to see the next, you know, 10, $150 billion businesses being built and help supporting those founders because they know, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Babe Ruth effect where it's like Babe Ruth had the highest number of strikeouts, but he also had the highest number of home runs too. And yeah. so like, if you're going to swing, swing for the fences, you know, and and really trying to think about what big ideas are really being made uh, and, and how you can help contribute to that world too. All right, let's talk a little bit about on the VC side. Uh, we had the social media boom in 2005 to 2009. We're going through mm -hmm. the AI boom. What is the industry that, I know you can't talk too much internally by 816Z, but generally in venture and, and angel investing, What's the next big sector that everyone is looking to invest in that will probably produce a great yield going into like 2027, 2029? You know, I think it, it's it's a it's a combination between um I mean, look, for us, we invest in multiple different verticals. I mean, we inter invest in the intersections of bio and healthcare, you know, it's our bio fund where, you know, the next generation genomic sequencing companies are going to happen. The next, you know, lab grown foods are going to be built out, um, you know, where healthcare and technology can come, to come together to really help save the world. Uh, so I think that that's one area that's very interesting. We, we have a, a practice called American Dynamism, um, which also is extremely impactful in terms of helping just the next, the next generation companies that can help you know, from the defense side to help our government, to help our mm. our education systems, helping, um, you know, school programs, helping, uh, you know, uh, businesses when they're thinking about like our national defense and, and using technology uh, to really help to to help advance our, our protect our pr protect our nation. Right. With technology. And so that's a vertical that we're that we're continuing to, to build out. And we have a whole team that's dedicated towards that now. Um, I'd say 
obviously you mentioned the, the the AI space. I think that there's two verticals within AI. There's the consumer version, so you know the you know the prompt Texas prompt speeches or new new consumer applications that are going to be built with an AI background that you should be extremely excited about. But you're also having the enterprise sides too. And so the businesses that are actually helping train these language models and using the data to really help create, you know, new and, and informative insights. And so that's what's another model that I think you should be extremely excited about. Um, I think that uh, obviously our crypto space, um, you know, in terms of the, the future of Web3 and whether, you know, I'm particularly bullish on the application layer where it's kind of like that consumerization of crypto uh, is really going to continue to take off. And we made a number of investments over the past few years and continue looking at that space. And, you know, I think the last thing that I would say is just areas that, that from, from a cultural perspective that, that really can help drive our businesses. Right. And so if you think about like the last generation and being able to create things like a Shopify, um, you know, now anybody could create a website or, you know, using, you know, different types of, of, of e-commerce solutions. And so I think that there will be, those are more, again, on the application side, but now you're going to start to see these type of foundations, whether it's crypto, whether it's, um, you know, AI or you name it at the forefront. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Because if you have, if you're going to build a company, or if you're going to invest into a company that has these these new technologies and you know they're going 100 miles an hour versus a you know legacy web 2 business or that doesn't have whether it's ai or have crypto along it like you're going to see just a night and day difference in terms of of you know uh, effective uh, scalability over time and you know the the number one thing when you think about in investing in a company is speed because you're not you're not just competing against you know, the, that one company in your space or the one company that's also in New York City or within the United States. This is a global game, right? Yeah. We're dealing against companies that are being built in China, companies that are being built in, you know, India, being built in Europe, Israel, Israel yeah. South America. And so, like, you got to go 100 miles an hour. And I think that th this is probably one of the most competitive sports that you you actually do break a sweat but it's 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 not through working out it's definitely through through going out and, and being in the trenches and making it happen but that's the that's the the beauty of the game and and you know for us at, at our firm we just want to continue to help support that next generation of founders um, that have big dreams that really want to help change the game and you know make the world a better place one follow-up real quick you mentioned defense are you guys an investor in Andrew? 
that is public. So yeah, and we've been working with that team and uh Palmer, he's a genius. Oh, killing uh, it. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. It got all bases covered. My bad, yeah, shot. No. Go ahead. I just have to squeeze that in real quick. Yeah, no, no, no. It, I mean, but look, I mean what what they're doing within the industry is is fascinating and innovative. you know being, yeah. super super innovative and being able to actually, you know, have to like you you when you go to sleep at night there's a subconscious thing that that you don't realize is that you are you feel even when you're in your home but when you're in your home and you're in your your county and you're in your state there's a feeling of protection right because you think that you, you even if you don't think about it and you think that our government is you know not necessarily this or that everyone has their own opinions like no the protection is the number one thing right and so like if you leveraging infrastructure and leveraging technology and you know what what the Andrew team is doing in terms of just you know not only just defense but just access to information and data and 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 really helping you know our defense systems understand how to best be you know continue to keep us safe like it's a very important topic uh and there and and the companies that are going to continue to keep making an impact in the space well, the ones that will, you know, will be subconsciously relying on uh, when on good times and bad times. So, Chris, man, I appreciate it. I know you got to run. Um, so once again, thank you for joining us. But one last question, if, if you can answer just quickly before, before you leave, is art. Uh, can you just talk about art? I know you're, you're, you're a big art investor. Um, of course. You're, you're very passionate about that. You have a collection. So, yeah, which, mm -hmm. can you just educate the audience a little bit on art and where 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 are you investing in in art these days absolutely so i i've been i caught the art bug um probably maybe three three and a half years ago i was always something i was interested in um but never really got a chance to really dive deep into it and so you know now uh, uh, once you get it just warning pre pre prerequisite because once once you learn about it it's hard to go back and so <laughs> but it's also such an amazing thing to have because it's like you're it's you're you know getting a chance to create your own interpretation of how you want people to see the world but also supporting the artists that are also creating their interpretations as well too and so um you know not only is it an asset class because i think that there is a lot of um interest in that but it's a passion i mean i'm here in miami right now we're, we are puzzles up this week the amount of people that are in town you know from it's the artist standpoint to um you know the, the collectors it's really 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 becoming mainstream um the thing that's really interesting that to me though is that you know originally a lot of the biggest art and when people were collecting art they used to keep be extremely private about it and not want to share and not want to kind of be uh, let people know who's in their collection uh but now i think with social media and companies like artsy and 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 company and you know events like art basel you know, people are putting their collections out on display and allowing people to understand. And so, like, my advice is always to start small, but if you can start medium, that's even better as well, too, because one of the things I've learned, and the thing is just the thing with life is that the artists that you buy will unlock new artists. And, you know, if you want to kind of develop a value of a collection that, you know, accrues over time that you then can then kind of, you know, whether it's leverage it against other assets and that's a whole nother conversation or, or just even collect and have discussions around itself. I think that, you know, being able to pick and choose what type of artist you want 
And, you know, even for me, I think it's even more important to even use this as a medium to help support artists. I mean, I'm an artist. I believe that, uh, you know, in my medium, being able to kind of take an idea and put it into the world, but then now having that put on a, on a canvas is, is extremely important. And there, it is, it is a booming market. I think that now is a great time just given where the current economy is and where everything is going. But there's so many great artists that, I mean, I could, and go through the entire list and 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 name you you know my, my give us a few? um yeah i'll give you a few so i have a um i would uh, actually i got one let's see if i can show you right here this one this is stanley whitney he's right here um so he's an incredible artist i love his story because he had the same medium that he's had for a long time and you know at the very beginning people thought that his they didn't understand his work and he kept on di diving deep into this medium and ultimately became a, you know, one of the world's, you know, renowned art artists. And I also really love the Clark Black art as well too. This is another piece right here. That's a, um, it's kind of hard to zoom in, but that's a, um, oh, there you go. So that's a Vaughn Span piece. Uh, so he's also an amazing abstract artist. I can give you a quick little tour real quick. This one is, uh, another piece is Nina Chanel Abney, one of my personal favorites. She's a really good friend of mine. Um, and she also does a lot of work within the crypto space as well, too. And so I think she's an artist that I would definitely keep an eye on. She, and she's done a lot of things. I'll do a couple more. This is um, another one of my close friends. His name is Zay Patio. So he's from Brazil, but really just kind of captures a lot of different mediums on that side um, as, as well, too. This is my homie Patrick uh, right here. And so there's a lot of like, and I, I kind of focus on abstract because I want you to have your own kind of interpretation in terms of it, um, in terms of seeing kind of things like this. And also a lot of them are very interested in crypto and being a chance to, to kind of connect those dots. This is my brother, Knowledge Bennett. He's an amazing artist. I think we just, about, we just heard about knowledge. Yeah, knowledge is off the chain, man. I mean, it's hard to see during this picture, but it, like he's one of my favorite artists and, and very, very, very specific medium. And he's been doing a lot of work. Um, this is my man, actually, Derek Adams. He's one of my favorite artists. We, I actually worked with him to do the Jay-Z Reasonable Doubt 25th anniversary NFT. Um, and so I found out Jay was also a big collector in his space. And so when he reached out and said, hey, I want to do the uh, I want to make an NFT in the Reasonable Doubt um, 25th anniversary because I started collecting into the space and I found I could identify that as a Derek Adams piece. I asked Derek if he wanted to do it, and he was like, "Hell yeah, let's roll!" And that ended up turning into the, um, you know, he did the Reasonable Doubt NFT, and I actually was just at the Brooklyn Museum, and they were highlighting that. So, you know, again, kind of going, it's a fun example of seeing, you know, how thoughts to things that can, can kind of go into there. It's, I mean, there's a ton of stuff. This is, a, I'll show you one more. This guy's name's Austin Uzor. He's an upcoming artist. He's out in Dallas. He's an amazing artist. Um, you know, and you know. Having a chance to also invest into yourself and invest in the black culture and, and really help support and, and share your story, I think, is 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 something that's really important to me. Um, and being able to kind of connect the next generation of, of talent and, and also introduce them into the music. Get a chance to have the best of both worlds. And so. For me, I'm a I'm a I'm a bridge. I want to make sure everybody, not only just within you know the technology community, but within the music industry, within the fashion industry, within all terms of culture, can understand their crafts. And so, getting a chance to do that with crypto, 
getting a chance to do that with um, you know AI or technology or investing, even what we get a chance to talk about on a daily basis in terms of you know how do we make sure that we all get it uh, is extremely important, and, and you know that's why I like to support the culture and and, and also kind of keep repping at the same time. Yeah, I, I, I think it. next time you come on, we gotta we gotta you gotta take us to your watch collection as well because I know you. <laughs> Yeah, we got a mansion tour, art tour. <laughs> that was the last conversation we had in, in, in oh, Cali. Man, man, yo, appreciate assets. Yeah, you got. Hey, yeah, what time is it, guys? I only, you know, you. <laughs> <laughs> Another time. Exactly. Yeah. No, I appreciate exactly. it, man. And yeah, that knowledge we just talked about that yesterday. I think he only does all black pieces. If I'm if exactly. That's incredible. If you, if you if you guys want to link with him, let me know. I know he'd love he'd love to figure out something. So he's a, he's he's the best. He's definitely the best. Yeah. And when yeah. Chris's book comes out, let's have him on the show too. I think that'd be great. Hey, you know, I, I, I've been getting some requests. Like, I don't know. I got to talk to my comms team and see what we can do. <laughs> 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 Might be time just for an intro, a, a, a part one. You know, it's hard to give out all the game in, in, in just just an hour or so. But, uh, but you know, I, I appreciate everybody for taking a listen, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, we were able to deliver some gems. And and we we gotta we gotta keep this on a regular basis. I mean, y'all 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 are always hip to the game, and hip to where where the future of the world is going. And I think that being able to translate the the, the information. Is extremely important for our culture because, like you said, we we we're not missing this rocket ship, and by any means, and so we got to make sure we that. have conversations like this a- across the board and do it right. No, I appreciate, appreciate you, man. You, and then we, we got we got an event in Art Basel on Saturday, so if you're around, definitely pull up on us. Oh man, you already know that's yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Anytime we're in Miami, we, we're going to run into Chris. That's you. Oh that's yeah, no. it's going it's, it's going down. Yeah, it's going wow. down. I already know. All right, bro. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank all you. All right, man. Y'all be easy. Appreciate the time. Y'all have a great week. All right. You all likewise. You too. Put fire in chat if y'all enjoyed that segment with Chris. That was fun. Yeah. Took us on a tour, man. That was a, like a little gallery right there. You know what I was thinking? Here's a good sign of a, a really great investor. He takes you around the house and there's not nine roommates in there with him. <laughs> <laughs> you made a hundred million, got nine r- roommates. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what they had though. Uh, next segment. <laughs> Yo, this guy's crazy. <laughs> we gotta revisit some conversations. Yo, 2024 not, election time. Roommate play. That's different. Yeah, it's different. Shout out to the real world. Appreciate his <laughs> time. Appreciate his time for sure. Um, all right. So oh. Let's go to gold. Us, Let's talk about gold. Let's talk about gold. Gold also has um hit well gold hit an all time high. All time high, yeah. Um, so you know, it's one of these things that is uh soaring, um, and it's interesting. So, uh, what's your thoughts on gold? I think uh, even going back to what <clears throat> Chris was talking about with art, crypto, I think the big lesson that we all just need to reiterate. Let's hold every asset for a long period of time. I know, uh, and JC was writing me uh, this past weekend. Um, we were having some conversation about investing because everyone was like, well, if gold hits an all-time high, is the stock market going to crash? No, they don't have to. I think people are so fearful of a crash, they keep missing out on the upside of everything. So Dow is doing well. ES is doing well. NASDAQ is doing incredibly well. 
XLK, healthcare, Bitcoin doing well. You just have to hold for the long term. So that's always been a good asset class to invest in. It wouldn't be top four in my investment portfolio, but you do need exposure to it for sure. So um, and gold may continue to push to new highs because those that are worried about the stock market are deploying a lot of capital into gold. So I think the key lesson is just to hold for a seven to 10 year time frame, something we talked about endlessly here. But it's great to see all these assets go up. Now, my my only concern is like when would the bond market start to turn and go to the upside? But I think we're going to see our market continue to melt up to the upside. Yeah. So, so would you would should people invest in gold? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and trade it like GC is the future what you can trade. But yeah, I, 19 keys has come on here three or four times and talked about it. Like at the end of the day, I, please write this in chat. Hold everything for seven years. Like imagine if we would have sold the rights to the show year one, how upset we would be right now. The key is to hold everything for a 10 year period. Go ahead, yeah. Troy. I was just saying it. Gold usually performs in, in times of economic uncertainty and geopolitical uncertainty. And so if yep. you look even in February of 2022, right, we saw gold go to 20, I think 2078, so $2,078, yeah. which at the time was an entry day high. Well, what happened in February of 2022? Russia invades Ukraine, yes. right? And so if we look at present day, gold hits 2100. Well, what geopolitical issue is happening right now, right? So if you look at Israel and Hamas, so Hamas during yeah. these times, you, you're going to see people f- start figuring out where they're going to store value. Gold is usually the place that they put it. And so that is one of those measures. So anytime you see geopolitical issues, you see economic uncertainty right now, when we're talking about inflation, we're talking about interest rates, we're talking about mm-hmm. potential recessions. I know soft landing look, is looking more likely, yeah. even though we might have to change the definition a bit. Those yeah. are the times when you're going to start seeing gold peak. Now that it's his 21, I don't really, and I was reading the article too, and I was kind of agreeing with a lot of the points in it. I don't see what stops it from the next two years, maybe from getting to 2,300. Yeah. I don't really see the, the barrier that's in place that would stop it. Because the conflict, I don't see that slowing down. We have some concerns here that we have to worry about. We have to figure out what we're going to do with China if we're going to get along. So I, I agree. I don't see, I can see a market where, it does hit 2200, 2250, and then NASDAQ continues to push higher, and so does Bitcoin. Um, because you don't want to be sitting on the sideline. And I think because this is like the most obvious recession, nothing dropped. Everyone doesn't want to have money, have money sitting on the sideline. I think we have like the smartest investor class of all time now. Capital isn't going to be sitting on the sidelines like how it was in 08 and 09, and we got caught off guard. Like people want these gains now. Gone are the is the era of like wanting seven percent return everyone wants 20 the s p is up 20 percent right right like what in time of unrest i'm like imagine if these all these conflicts go away yeah, and we right. get you're talking about the conflicts are going away but we're even talking about interest rates look look at the the height at the interest rates are now and they're talking about they might come down maybe five times in 2024 there was an article in the wall street journal this, this uh, weekend about potentially having interest rates drop five times next year. And so when you add into all those things, this is why we always say diversify what you're investing in, right? So yep. yeah, you might have some commodities, yeah, have it in equities, have a little bit in crypto, have some real estate, have it all, right? Because when there's a down market somewhere, there's gonna be- Something that's gonna jump to the upside. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hold for 10 years. Like, I can't stress it 
Like, how, how long y'all plan to continue to doing earn your leisure and asset of liabilities? It's almost over, y'all. Swiss <laughs> beats. Happy birthday, ho. <laughs> Rough ride. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to hit y'all with these last two and split and leave. My influence. They're calling me. They're so calling me home. It's almost over, y'all. They're calling me home. Hey. <laughs> Where did they go? Why did they leave? To the we got 14 more years of content to do, bro. It's been real. It's been real. Do you think the nine roommate play because they saw inflation coming to be so high? Next subject. <laughs> real world road rules challenge. <laughs> we should pitch the show. For sure. Yeah. What more can I say? <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg sold almost two hundred million dollars of Meta shares. Uh -huh. Is there any anything to be concerned about that, or is that just you know business as usual? Meta's dead. I'm gonna do it again. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> he deserves to take these shares. Like, I mean, he's worked incredibly hard, fought through the fire, rebranded through the rebrand of Facebook to Meta. Which, for the record, I said the death of Facebook, and they changed the name to Meta. So after all this work and um, of this era and generation, he's probably, I mean, definitely top four CEOs of all time, changed the culture of the world through Instagram, through the acquisition, has done a good job in, in acquiring WhatsApp and has done a better job of not having such a cantankerous relationship with those on the Hill. It's, it's fair for him to cash out. Also too, like 2024 should be a year if you look at the Bennett cycle that I made popular that I don't always get credit for, but who needs credit when I have y'all love? Oh, really? um, 2024 should be a year where we bottom out and a bunch of new capital will go into the market. Um, it's time for him to take some of those shares and enjoy some of the fruits of his labor. And I think it's been seven years since he's cashed out last time. Go study. Even um, bringing up Andrew and like homework assignment, go look at everything a16z has invested in and try and do deductive reasoning as to why and how you should set your portfolio up to do the same they have a hedge based portfolio even if all of crypto does terribly does terrible the next two years which it won't the defense investment will offset any of those losses you need to be able to hedge so i think zuckerberg has just done a great job of knowing when to exit some of these positions um and, and he's deserved it if anybody else in the world has like he's done a fantastic job yeah i mean it's a great liquidation event absolutely 190 million like you said i mean when he was sitting in uh congress and uh was it 2021 november 21 i think so yeah and he was in the heat of, of the fire he rose to the occasion right so we saw a trading it was almost down to 170 a share yep now it's up over at 316. uh we we saw what his investment was inside of the metaverse that didn't work and people haven't they just kind of haven't brought that up <laughs> kind of you know it's just kind of one of those things 50 billion dollar investment all right it's not how we're going to pivot and he's done it pretty elegant. he's done it incredibly as critical as i was and i was right about the, the metaverse thing he he stopped the bleeding and adjusted incredibly well Crazy. he's also um being an a-tier ceo and leader he used that as motivation to get the company back and have the culture rally around what they need. They do. And I think there will be room for the metaverse. I think there just needs to be more maturation in the space, but they've done an incredible job. We won't even talk about the Facebook coin that got blocked 
Yep. I think they could have had some headwinds there if that would have been uh, passed. But they, they've done a great job. I think they've made some great improvements um, on IG, on Facebook as well. So they're integrating WhatsApp a lot better than the thing. So, um, yeah, he, he definitely deserves this. 190. Yeah. Rashad, you ain't going to light Ian up for changing his take. <laughs> they want us to fight. Can we fake fight about something? Sheesh. <laughs> they, they want the skit so bad, knowing that the, the fight skit's not paying. <laughs> Sheesh, man. What do you know? What do you know? Um, well, let's go back to Bitcoin for a minute. So, what's your personal take? Do you think it could hit a hundred thousand dollars next year? I would say 25 because I just don't know the geopolitical if the geopolitical stuff gets cleared, and I'm waiting for the the etf approval like if people don't know blackrock's approval rate is like 572 to one we thought floyd was the greatest like when that takes off and i wanted to ask chris but like how many institutional players buying in will take it to go to a hundred thousand but if we see at some point these are going to be put into 401ks and 403bs mm -mm -mm. oh my it's game set match because if we look at the numbers Bitcoin has outperformed the S&P and NASDAQ by far over a five-year, one-year. And if we go a 10-year period, it's nothing like about it. No, there's so not, if there's we have been never been done. So if there's some stabilization or if they say, hey, if crypto ever drops 35%, these mutual funds are automatically going to buy in orders to prop it back up, that's a game set match. So I don't know if it'll be next year, but by end of 2025, early 2026, I could see it being there. I don't think we're going to have the same issue where it zips up from 25,000 to 70 or 60 something thousand real fast. But once we break like 65, 601, yeah. and if there are still orders coming in, uh, it's off to the races at that point. Yeah, if you look at the four year life cycle of Bitcoin over the past 12 years, the fourth year in the cycle is usually the high, the peak of it. So this yeah. is just, this is year three, right? Yeah. And so now we're heading into year four. So everything that you're saying is spot on. I, I see it. I don't know if 100,000 is the number, but definitely getting back uh um, 60s over, 60, over the 60s yeah, yeah. So, so the people who hold it uh who held and hold hodl um they're feeling great uh and those who you know were invested and they saw it you know depreciate over the past year but didn't sell you should be feeling okay well this is yeah. why i'm here this is how I, this is investing this is what investing yeah. looks like and michael saylor Ooh. balls of steel pause for him to hold on, I think he's up probably two billion now, probably 1.8. Well played. But yeah, let it go to 70. <laughs> he's gonna be on the oh, cover. Baby, he's gonna be talking crazy. He's gonna be on the cover of Time magazine. President of El Salvador, too. Another guy. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, presidents, you think you think a guy gonna run? Who's that? Cubano. I want to break the internet. Dallas. Oh, Mark Cuban? Yeah. Um probably not 2024, maybe, maybe. No. Nope. The next cycle. Oh, speaking of that. So, yes, we did speak with um the Vice President Kamala Harris. Yes. And her team they were very gracious in conversation. So, um their transitions are incredible, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, first and foremost, I think it's important um to, you know, we don't endorse any political candidates. 
Um, so we're not endorsing any um, politician, but I think I mean, when you have an opportunity to speak to you know, one of the leaders of the country, um, yeah. you would be extremely unintelligent not to um, have the conversation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for all of you neg- negative people. Um, you, got, you got pushback on that? A little bit. But, um, you know, I have not signed a uh, Illuminati deal. You didn't sign? Not yet. I got my paperwork in already. I put my paperwork in. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I'm waiting for approval. Not yet. I'm going to Bohemian Grove next week. Like, I'm waiting for approval, man. I haven't signed the Illuminati deal. <laughs> and I, I haven't signed the um, Democratic uh, endorsement deal either. Um, gotcha. Like I said, you know, I think we got to have a conversation with Donald Trump also. Um, it's important. Can't wait. Uh, so, um, but no, it was, it was a good conversation that, you know, we had with her and we spoke about all the issues that you would assume that we spoke about. Yeah. Palestine. We spoke about black economic, um, empowerment perspective. Mm -hmm. We spoke about, you know, branding, criminal justice reform, um, storytelling, mass incarceration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of topics were covered. And she was very receptive to everything that we spoke about. So, yeah. One of the, and you said leaders of the country, but one of the leaders of the world, really. I mean, we I just saw her speak in the UAE, uh, at, in Abu Dhabi. Uh, I know it's their, their economic forum in a sense, and uh, she gave a great speech. Um, so this is when you have an opportunity like that, you can't pass it up. And we were gracious enough to be there. Um, but it's interesting. She looked us each one of us that was sitting at that table in the eye and asked us personally, "What are your thoughts?" And so y'all literally got a seat at the table that we all been fighting for. <laughs> for sure. What are we talking about? But, sure. yeah, and we all got a chance to express our thoughts. And she was very receptive and, and very gracious and hospitable as well. Um, so yeah, shout out to them. Yeah. Steph, shout out, thank you. you. I I ain't gonna <laughs> <But> thank you. <laughs> so good. So good. So yeah, you know, I think um, you know, once again, this is an education, it's an ongoing education that we have to educate our community on different things. Um, you know, and we have to, it's a always like ongoing situation. So when you see Elon Musk at the white house, nobody's calling him a sellout. Nobody's saying like, Oh, you sold out the democratic. Of course you're going to go to the white house and speak to people that are running the country like that. That would be intelligent to do. Um, or when you see Tim cook, or when you see Mark Zuckerberg, a variety of different things. And one person was like, well, while you're there, you, you didn't ask about Palestine. I'm sure you didn't ask about mass incarceration. You didn't ask about, the Congo wrong actually asked about all three of them wrong all those. wrong and asked RFK when he was on here. First, we'll be ducking the conversation. Y'all can say I whatever mean, y'all. There's no point in not to. Like, if you're going to be there, then why might, not? Yeah. Why not speak? It's like you you there for reasons. But the whole like I said, it's a. It's, that's part of the reason they asked you to. You asked people to be there. You well, want their honest opinion. Well, once again, it's Absolutely. an ongoing. It's an ongoing education with the community to understand that you can reach levels of success without you know, selling your soul or signing Illuminati deals or whatever you guys think you have to do it in order to- I can't wait to be on one of them little YouTube videos. You can actually actually not- You can actually not compromise yourself and and still have conversations. You can actually speak to people that you don't necessarily agree with. You can actually, you know, be diplomatic in times to be diplomatic. You can actually do business with a variety of different people. You can actually be in rooms. And not take everything, you know, personal. Like it's not a personal situation. It's like how they say it's just business, it's just politics. Like nobody, you know, it's not like you don't. I think, like I said, we hold each other to much higher standards than we hold anybody else to. Um, you know, and this is something that you know you have to constantly try to educate people on. And um, mm-hmm. as a black media, 
you have to like you know make sure that people kind of understand it and then people some people still won't understand it but what can yeah. you do uh but yeah i think yeah. it's important yeah. to um you know have the conversation so we did speak to her and um we'll see we'll see what happens not really up to us to determine what happens but all you can do is voice your concerns and and issues and i think that that's beneficial so you should be happy that guys like us were there because um you know we have a a, a sense of what's going on on the ground and you know we if, we, if, yeah. if we're there then then you're there so you know our voices are your voices so we're not advocating for ourselves. You know, we're advocating for different things that we think are important in the world. Um, and what we, you know, what we're concerned about in the world and in our community and in this country. So, you know, something to consider. Uh, yeah. I normally like Shug Shotty, but like balanced Belial, I like to. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> I like it. I see. President <laughs> Trump coming up. Presidential. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Politics as usual. Stay tuned. Politics yep. as usual. Um, all right. So let's talk about this. 74% of Americans are stressed out about finances. Um, are we on the verge of a crisis? I don't think we are. But uh, since we're speaking about uh, presidents, I think it would behoove you to maybe get together with some guys that can teach the United States how to win in the stock market every single week. Um, I don't think we're there on a crisis, but the fact that even people that make $175,000 to $200,000 a year are considering themselves feeling like they're poor, we need to find a way to fix that problem really quickly. Um, I know that they're supposed to cut rates, but when the average car payment is now $750, most cars are costing seventy dollars and up, rent is unaffordable, shout out to my parents daycare costs, childcare, tuition for schools are higher than ever. We need to begin to find a way to fix this before this gets out of hand, because I haven't felt most people have this kind of despair in a long time. Like things even got politically so bad at one point, like Tea Party members and Black Lives Matter members were thinking of getting together to rally together. You know what kind of financial duress <laughs> it would take for like Umar and Alex Jones to like get along? And be like, bro, we need to team up. Like, it's unrest at the highest level. So I don't think we're there at a crisis level yet. Um, but I'm interested to see what the Christmas shopping season looks like, how retailers are affected. That will give us a better sign. But if this isn't fixed in two or three years, we could see some trouble um, amongst the economy, for sure. But what do you guys think? Um, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's definitely, uh, you know, a different world that we live in like you said you know average car payment is like seven hundred dollars now um and yeah you know it just put something on instagram that you know, millennials are saying that you need at least five hundred thousand dollars a year um to, to feel comfortable as a millennial hmm. and um that's a lot of pressure i thought the five hundred dollar date was pressure so i gotta make five hundred thousand a year to oh baby that's tough yeah, so you know, I think in AI, everything is just going to accelerate. The rich are going to get richer, and the poor are going to get poorer, and you're going to see that the wealth gap, you know, just you know, grow. And um, is 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 what we're seeing right now. You know, is a lot of people making a lot of money, um, and then there's a lot of people that are struggling. So yeah. uh, as people are making more money, 
um, that's only going to continue to, you know, grow. And the people that are, are struggling will probably continue to struggle even more, you know, yeah. replacements of jobs and different things of that nature. So it's going to be, you know, probably a difficult situation for a lot of people for sure. Yeah. Education is the key. Um, tuning into shows like this, uh, reading, it's, it's the only thing, right? I feel like financial crisis in our communities, that's been every year, it's right? Been every, every, year, every year feels like a, a financial crisis because we've been in survival mode for so long. Um, and with education, but it's cross up enough to cut you off to other races now. They're feeling our plight. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we have a certain set of skills to be in these conditions and make good of it and try to figure ways out. And every now and then you'll you'll start to see people come out of it. Um, but education is is the great equalizer. It's the thing that can change our circumstance. It can change everybody's circumstance to a certain sense. So it doesn't matter which demographic or what ethnic background you're from. If education is part of, of the daily diet, that can help alleviate some of, some of that distress when it comes to finance. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, man. Education. Educate yourself in a multitude of ways, not just, you know, podcasts, read, uh, put yourself in networking networks with people who have brilliant ideas and have like minds. Um, it, it's exactly. the only way. It really is the only way. Combination. Like, my, shout out to my guy. He moving. Him and his girl went to something, so he got to find another place. And he looked and he like, yo, I'm going to put down 15000 16000 for just in deposit mm. for a two-bedroom in New York. I'm like... Hold your head, everybody in New York. What? Yeah, I think I, I said I sent you that article, right? It was I think it, that was in um, Business Insider. We're talking about there's a large percent of people who are living in homes but are separated because they can't afford to leave the partner, and so they're just cohabiting in the same place, even though they're not together because financially they can't afford to leave each other, which is a real situation. Boy, them been some long sitting in the car days. Boy, you can't even go. Woo, baby. Yeah, baby, I was in the market Mondays. That's why I was in the car so long. That's tough. Overtime on top of overtime. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. tough. But these are this is the reality for some people, man. So yeah. Also, yeah. too, the other side of it, I'm not gonna do the Kim Kardashian, but this is why we get up every day and work hard. Like hey. I'll see me popping out more. Hey, let me go network, shake hands. Let me build unity. Cool. Got off the plane. Shout out to JR. Shout out to uh, uh, Jonathan. One, one, one saw the boy real quick. Let me go. Out. I'm out here shaking hands, kissing babies. You do, combination. Combination. You need all of it. My Networking. You better go t- tune into T Grizzly. See how you get 100 grand a month off GTA. Go listen to the episode. How to build the merch. Get your Invest Fest tickets. You got to do everything right now as an entrepreneur to make sure that you'll be okay and invest for the long term. So how do we find a stock like on NVIDIA for 2024? Great question. Uh, somebody on Twitter asked me this, and the true answer is um, it's all the boring things that pays the highest dividend. Like, number one, I would go look at everything that A16Z is invested in, not just Chris was on the show, but I would like look at the top three venture capital firms, literally print out their entire portfolio, what they're invested in, see the ones that can have the biggest impacts from every sector. I think in the next 10 years, Anderil, if they're not acquired by Northrop or Lockheed, they'll probably be one of the biggest defense companies of all time. So if they become available to IPO, I would love to invest in. Um, SpaceX, we've talked about. Starlink, we've talked about. You have to go look at the 
the new crop. So you know, like when the, they do the freshman double XL cover, this is the investor's version of that. Go to Andreessen Horowitz, go see which is coming next, what impact they'll have. And also too, like in that defense and military space, the margins are a lot higher, a lot less competition, um, a lot more intellectual property that you cannot copy. So um, I'm normally not excited about the defense space, but they're a combination of tech and defense. Um, so I do definitely have my sights set on that company, but also too, the biggest players and the biggest, the next NVIDIA will probably be invested in by Microsoft or Apple or Google. If you're buying any of the big three, you're going to have exposure to it anyway. The biggest companies on earth right now have turned themselves into index funds. You don't think what all like, okay, if I keep saying Apple and Microsoft, you don't think Satya doesn't know how much value he brings to Vanguard and BlackRock ETFs. They're like, let's just acquire the companies and build our own index. And that's what everyone is doing. Um, I was talking to Joe. Hey, what's up with the Apple thing? He was like, you know, if you bring a project to Apple, they now want you to bring four shows over there. Index. And they get the 35% on the back end for four years. Legal mafia. Legal cartel. So invest in Apple, Microsoft, Google. They'll invest in the biggest companies. But to find out which company will be next, go look at Andreessen Horowitz. Um yeah. Kleiner Perkins and see what they're investing in. That's the easy way to get a heads up. I I think that you have to set realistic expectations. Um, so right that let, let's start True. there. Right, Nvidia went up two hundred and sixteen percent. So will you find a company that does that? Maybe. Um, Maybe but not a company that does seventy percent. I mean, that's, that's a win. That's really good, right? And fifty percent is really good. So I wrote down like just five things you can do. Like if you're a beginner, if you're looking at it. So the first thing is find a company or sector that you understand, right? Or a sector that's emerging. One of those three things. You understand, right? That is emerging, right? Either a stock or a sector. Number two, to determine their competitive advantage, right? So figure out what they do that nobody else can do, right? This is their move. That's number two. Number three, find out if they are profitable, right? If they have growth if their earnings have growth here's a percentage that you should use if their earnings growth is between eight to ten percent this is a good sign right yeah the next thing you do this is number four look at their debt right this is if you're looking at a company. if their debt has yep. gone down from the previous year this is another good sign good right? sign number five i want you to put their ticker into uh, yahoo finance anywhere and look at their chart right if we start to see that mountain starting to climb we see it depreciate over a five year over a 10 year over a one year, this is a good sign we don't want to see charts that are too rocky right yeah so yeah you don't want that yeah you, yeah yeah just from the eye test you want There's to a quality a qual incline over time those are five things you can do will it hit 216 percent i don't know but yeah a 50 percent gain is a is a great amazing game, a great one and you can find companies like that. Yeah, we, we spoke about it for everybody that was at Market Mondays live in Chicago, put it up on the board. I actually put the actual call I did on the board. Uh, if you, if you Big facts. Up. Big facts, right? Then we came on here on Market Mondays and we spoke about it. And then like, we spoke about it two weeks ago when I, after their earnings came out, uh, and we saw it pull back. When I initially spoke to the people in Chicago, HubSpot was trading at 402. 402 by the time the earnings had come they ran up to 450 pulled back a little bit people started selling 
Um, obviously, I mean, that happens, right? When we see profits go up, people are going to say, hey, we need to take our share and maybe we'll leave yeah. our initial investment. Over the past week, HubSpot is now at 516. 516. Can we so, clip in your segment from Market Mondays? So it's proof. Yeah. So this is here's the crazy part, right? Yeah. We're talking about again, if something goes up 25%, 30% in 30 days, this is a great win. Like if you're yeah. in the option space, this is even a, a even greater win. And so this when we're telling you opportunities, not only are we saying it because yeah, we might be doing it, but these is how you should be looking at companies, right? I, I looked at the chart, I showed you exactly what a support line was going to be at. I said it has a potential here to, to rebound and, and it's done that in a tremendous way. So everybody that got in at HubSpot, congratulations. You made some money. Uh, you can put yes in chat. <laughs> Big fact. If they got the call, how much should they be up right now? Uh, well, Friday, I know we pulled back a little bit today. At its peak on Friday, it was up 147%. And the ticket to Market Mondays live in Chicago cost what? Oh, uh, you would have made that by easy. Easy. What was it? $59? $69? Bloggers clipped it up. EYL charges too much for the dog. Tickets were 60 bucks. And it was a vibe. And did a presentation. And the boy told you how to put in all the data to the AI like a Tony Stark device. Come on, man. If, if I made you money, please put yes in chat. If you made money off HubSpot, please put yes in chat for Troy. Shaw told you all to do on social media. Boy gave us some gems. I'm like, why are you telling them that? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Never again. Hey, uh, for my cryptocurrency enthusiast, Bitcoin up 129% for this year. Ethereum, 72%. Bit Digital is up 308%. Coinbase is up 276%. Riot is up 267%. And Michael Saylor, about to buy another yacht. MicroStrategy is up 251%. Mm. Hold everything for a 10-year period. Those, those are silly numbers. Marry your positions. Y'all keep wanting to invest in the little side pieces. It don't work. You got to get the Korean Stephens out of your portfolios, right? <laughs> they look good on the surface, but it's bad for you. You don't want to end up like Eddie Winslow. Shout out to Eddie Winslow. Shout out to Eddie Winslow and Jaleel. <laughs> Jaleel Eddie Winslow. That, was, that was ill. That was his wife, right? Yeah. And then she'd get up and go to Lil Wayne for three or four days. Even better. You know than how, how good like. And he, sleep he sleep on the couch in their house. Bro, she, he would get out and back out the car so she can go leave. Yeah. Share that, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mad at me. Yes, marry your positions. Who's yes. the stepchildren of the tech sector? Uh, HP... Sienna. I don't know why Texas Instruments isn't high. I know it's not a sexy name, but no. these are some companies that have not moved incredibly well while the tech sector was booming. Um, I thought it was a great question, but the truth is, like, we don't want to pick the best of a bad breed. We want to pick the baddest of the baddest, ain't it, Rashad? Right? Uh, we need to get a baddie section up here. Mike, can we get some? No, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but you want to pick the baddest of the baddest, and the baddest of the baddest will be the J.P. Morgan event at our Basel in the morning and in the evening will be at United Masters. If you're looking for love and a great portfolio and some great insight from Joey Crack, come to both events. Um, I think it's a great question, but the wrong way to look at it and tying back to what Charlie Munger said, you want to buy the best businesses at a great price and not a bad business at a great price. So um, just text stepchildren. 
we got to leave alone. We got to leave them in the orphanage for right now and keep investing in the ones that are going to print um, the most games. But I do like HP as a swing trade, Texas Instruments as a swing trade, but everything else, let it go. We're only investing in quality. We, we had a, a, a great conversation over the weekend. Uh, myself, Rashad, uh, Andre Ingridala, uh about Intel. Um, Wall Street Journal had, a, had an amazing article. It was talking about the pretty much the death of Intel. But there was one shining light that potentially could be on the horizon for them. Obviously, with the way that the computer space is now moving, Mac is now taking a, a large percent. Uh, Windows yep. using their own uh, chips. And so Intel is becoming less and less useful in the space. And so they're kind of getting edged out, right? And they're so behind NVIDIA and AMD and others. But Taiwan Semiconductor is still an issue. And uh -huh. so when we talk about manufacturing, and that's what Taiwan Semiconductor does and Intel does as well, what's the, there's, is there another larger manufacturer of semiconductors in America than Intel? And if, if there isn't, if something happens in the geopolitical landscape between Taiwan and China, said Taiwan, China and Taiwan, Taiwan is what I want to do. China and Taiwan, they now become a necessity in a sense. No. Yes. The only th the only issue is um, when you have all of your customers be become your competitors. What product, hardware, or software has Intel made to make sure that the customers want to buy from them long gone are the days of people saying i want an intel chip right. you have amd google at some point is going to make their own chip i think tesla will need to either well elon will have to have that either for um the born company starlink or tesla apple's already working their magic to try and build their own chip google is as well who does intel sell to burger king like yeah i, I don't I, know who the end, end consumer is yeah, I agree with that point, right? Everybody wants to make the even Apple has left, right? But at a certain point, some of these these companies don't have the infrastructure present day to manufacture their own chips. They can make them, I agree. Right? They have yet, to, but they can't manufacture them. And so that's why you see a, a Taiwan semiconductor going to Arizona for a twenty billion dollar infrastructure build out, yeah. right? They're doing it in Texas as well, but that's going to take at least five to ten years, if not longer. Some of these other companies will it'll take them the same amount of time in the event that something happens in the next two to three years in that area of the world, you, you kind of need them, no? Intel needs to either do a rebrand, needs new leadership, or they need to find a way to acquire AMD. Hmm. I'll be real. Intel Earth Kit. Boomerang. <laughs> Used to be bad. Yes. Bring the little 80-year-old vibe if you want to. That's not what I'm looking for. You know what I'm saying? Do what you want. I, to, everybody, to the same guy who comments on this every time it gets brought up, how many shares? I'm, I'm gonna do the balance below. How many shares do you currently have of Intel in your portfolio? You we can't even have this argument. This is like George Mikan versus Michael Jordan. Nvidia by far is the leader, but if you want to buy Intel and, and and risk it in your portfolio, have fun. What do I know? Nothing. Are we put uh, did we put the dead signal on them? I think we did. I've been saying finito Spiritu Santo, Muerta. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Have Father Frank get to reading off your little eulogy. That's You're gonna be as mad as the Doku was on the sideline talking to LeBron. That was crazy. You got thrown Speaking out the investment in the baddest. Invest like Udoku. <laughs> Buy the best of breed. <laughs>
Well, ladies and gentlemen, there we have it. There you have it. There you have it. Check us out in Miami. Ian. Yes. JP Morgan Chase. Saturday morning. Earn your masters. We have an event with United Masters, Earn Your Leisure, United Masters collaboration mashup Saturday afternoon. Uh, We will be speaking with the legendary Joe Crack, the Don. Um, Shout out to Rich Player. Shout out to the whole Terror Squad, man. Um, you know, it's tough times for them right now. Uh, you know, his best friend actually passed away. Yeah, rest in peace. And um, in peace. I believe his um funeral is today, today. actually. Yep, so today. our condolence yeah. to the Joe, to Rich, to the whole TS crew, man. We've been around them. Um, you know, super, super good individual, super solid. So yes. Um, but on a lighter note, we will be with Joe on Saturday. We got a lot of surprises. Our Bob was always a good time. A lot of our celebrity friends will be coming um, to Art Basel. Chris Lyon said he's pulling up. Um, be a vibe. Looking to mix and mingle, man. Somebody like Chris is somebody that you should know. That you have to know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's, he's an important person. So you got to identify who he is yeah. so you can actually introduce yourself to him. And yeah. then if you do introduce yourself to him, have something to say. Um, yeah. I think before we even knew what he looked like, we knew who he was. <laughs> yeah, Chris is he's a lady. name rings bells. Yeah, his name it was like everybody's like, you gotta meet Chris Lyons. You you should you gotta get Chris Lyons, you gotta get Chris Chris Lyons yeah. until the point we met him. Like we introduced ourselves, but like we already know who you are. Like we've been yeah. studying who you are. We this is this is this is dope that we're getting to meet, and hopefully we could create something in the future. And we have so I mean, so yeah, yeah. I mean Adrian Harwitz is the name of two guys, uh Ben Harwitz and Adrian Mark Andreessen. Um so they have one of the top venture capital funds in the world. They're both billionaires. Ben Hartwood is somebody who's very passionate about hip hop music. Mm-hmm. So he and black culture. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So he's the one that actually, you know, put Nas into the VC game. He's the one that that you know was putting Kanye onto all of the different investments. A lot of these people that you see in hip hop that you know made a lot of money investing in startup companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's 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 one of the ones that's actually responsible for that. Yeah, and he's, um, he's creating a fund for the pioneers of the hip hop. I think they just really, honored, yeah, yeah. He, they honored Rakim, they honored Scarface. So that just happened like a month ago. Yeah, just to, uh, almost like a sort of like a not a reparation, but like hey, like a union kind of. You've given so much to this community. Now let's create a fund so that we now we can give back to the people who pioneered this, yeah. which is incredible. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to them. Um, and then they have so they have a fund called Cultural Leadership Fund. Like I said, that was Chris Lyons started. So Chris Lyons works for them, and then he started the Cultural Leadership Fund. Cultural Leadership Fund is a fund with athletes, entertainers, and cultural leaders that get to invest in startup companies, right? And Chris started that. Then he left that. So he's like one of the top five people in the in the company, probably. You tell me when they went to Japan, um, he was there. It was him and um, the owners of the company, like two other people. And they met with the um, prime minister of Japan. So Chris is not like a regular normal. Because I know there's going to be some people in the chat like, oh, he doesn't really know crypto. <laughs> he's moving what happens amongst institutions in the crypto space. No, I can already anticipate it. I can already anticipate <laughs> I know. the well, you should have got a real crypto expert. Who you want us to get you in your basement? That is that would that be more beneficial to the community to get a 
basement investor who has thousand dollars invested I invested in my in, in in a few altcoins, um, as opposed to one of the most influential people in cryptocurrency space. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but he will be at Art Basel, so maybe you can have an introduction if you if you're interested in introducing yourself. Yeah. That's the key. Um, but there's always a critic. There's always a critic. No matter what you do, there's always a critic in life. Critic touch your heart. No, necessary. Criticism Absolutely. is necessary. Um, but and I keep saying the critics. You always tell us what to do to be better to beat y'all. And one last word to all you grown men, stop snitching on this is not cool. What I'm noticing is there's a trend on Instagram where people and it's like so-called like credible people stand up guys and they've just turned into like there's like online diaries. They're telling stories that happened 20 years ago and they're like incriminating themselves and they're incriminating other people and they're like literally like detailing things like when did this when did public snitching became come okay like this is this is a very disturbing trend and like a short person who did it these guys are like 50 year old supposed to be like stand-up guys like people that highly respected um for long periods of time and like they write in like they're not even writing tell all book if you at least snitch at least write a tell all book where you can make some money they just going on just instagram live and just you know just like (laughs) dry snitching on things that's happened 30 years ago and all kinds of issues, relationships, stuff like that. So oh, the run and check play. I've never seen so much um tattletales. <laughs> and it's okay. And it's be, it's become normalized and it's disturbing. I was the number one rule in life is to, to shut your mouth. <laughs> that's the number one rule in life. Shut your mouth. Don't talk. Unless you actually have something beneficial to say or somebody asks you a question where it's actually beneficial. Other than that, there's no need to talk. Unless you, you're working for the police and you're trying to actually get somebody. That's a lot of them. Why are you talking so much? Why is everybody talking so much? Like, and they're like, well, you're well, you're a podcaster. Media mogul is a better title. Yeah. But if you wanna, if you wanna go with the podcaster, yeah. Better yeah, no. We talk for a living, but we actually a make money from speaking, and we speak on things that's beneficial. We don't speak on people, we don't speak on gossip, we don't speak on allegations, we don't speak on things that have happened to us 10 years ago and it's unresolved issues, and we haven't gotten um any reciprocity yet. So our revenge is to go on Instagram and to into that's not something that's beneficial. Um, and it's corny. So if you're a tattle, you learn that in the basics. Don't be a tattletale. Nobody likes a snitch. So yep. shut your mouth and get your money or you, you're going to be broke. Because I promise you, the thing I realized, even going to Abu Dhabi, and all, is like people with real money, they don't talk. You don't even see them. They don't do all that, right? Like, they're not showing their cars on Instagram. Like all of these rappers doing car shows, that's corny. Like um, <laughs> a scene, like the highest level. Wait, but shout to Rose. So nobody thinks. No, not car shows, not car shows. I mean, like car, like this. Oh, show. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah my bad. Nah, nah, shout out yeah. to Rose. Not like car yeah. shows. That's a business. He's oh, making showing money. off. Oh yeah, yeah. Like now, nah, Rose making money off his car show. I'm talking yeah. about people that's just like 
MTV Cribs ten times, like you know, showing they showing they cars like on Instagram, like showing like what kind of cars they have. That's corny, um, because like I said, people with real money, people with really cars, they're not even showing that like that. They're not really showing too much. Like you don't even know who these people are. Honestly, you probably wouldn't even know most billionaires. You wouldn't have no idea who they are. Who they are. So it's like when we do have an opportunity to talk to a billionaire, that's even more. That's even more reason why you should actually support that because these people are like breaking the mold most billionaires would not talk because they're like no. why what, what's the benefit what benefit would i get in actually providing information to people that's not going to do anything with it anyway what benefit i'm not gonna make no money from that like why, why would i do that why would i put myself in a public light for criticism and scrutiny and why would i provide information that could potentially lead somebody else to to copy my blueprint i'm not gonna do that it makes no sense so at some point in time, you got to be grateful for the information that's provided for you because, um, yeah, most people are not going to share the information yeah. <laughs> and, and you can't even blame them because it's like, why? Like you share the information. Only thing you're going to do is get criticized and tore down. So, all right, well, then I'll just stay in behind the scenes and you'll never even know. I could just walk the streets and you you have no idea who I am. Good. Big facts. And that's true. I think we're going to see a lot less people talking. For what? Like I'm saying, like you're saying, if this is if this is the thanks that you get for actually providing information, then why would you provide the information? Figure it out, figure it out for yourself. Yep. I never thought anybody would get vilified for sharing information. That's the the most interesting time ever. I'm like, even the uh, yo, we need to seat at the table. Y'all got the seats. Why y'all there? Y'all selling out? I'm like, if I sell out, I'm gonna come on and tell y'all. They pay me 163 via wire. Shot the visa. I'll be caping crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna have a little checkerboard floor on the show. I'm like, listen, I'm gonna go all the way out. Ain't nobody sold out. We just worked hard and God blessed us. Still, still. Big facts. And, and still. Yeah. See yeah. you this weekend and on the 15th. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> RSVP <laughs> to the Art Basel event, RSVP to the Chase event. Saturday, we will be yes. in Miami. It's going to be a vibe. And don't forget Ghana, December 27th. Um, We're a billionaire. We're speaking at, right? A billionaire. Yes. An African billionaire. Yep. We'll be speaking. We'll be releasing information probably soon. But um, mm -hmm. we got one of them one um, again. Um, so, know. you know, yeah. I would highly advise you to go. And if you're in Ghana for sure, you should definitely make your way, make your way to Treehouse on December 27th and see us there. And we're gonna be bringing the New Year's in in Ghana as well. And um, yeah, that's that's what we're going with. That's what we're going. That's what we're gonna ride out out with. And a lot of you podcasters are adding no value to this world either. So look, can we put some names on some bullet? Y'all got 18 months. <laughs> it's about to be over. I told Joe the same thing. He said, I agree. 18 a hey, uh Adam, I like you. I highly advise you to stay out of blood and crip business for you get crippled. <laughs> I know the porn business working. If your if your lower legs ain't working, that revenue stream gonna drive too. <laughs> stay That's out fine. of it. This is grown man BI. Get you rolling the tree. For real. Mm-mm. Y'all better stop. All right, perfect time to say goodbye. Been real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Be good. Love is love. We got any birthdays? Did we miss anybody? Nah, love though, man. Love. Shout out to everybody. Love, so, love always if wins. If it's your birthday, enjoy it. Love always yeah, wins. Happy birthday.
Happy, happy Earth Strong. <laughs> out. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.